As Mary, as, as Mary Beth indicated, we've already set a record for we've already set a record for uh, early absentee balloting, which means right now, as I finish my ballot and complete it, I've just set a new record for the city. Except in the next five or ten seconds, somebody else at one of our polling places has said it again. So here in, in Madison, we have been one of the leaders throughout the United States in voter turnout. In our most recent presidential elections, we've run uh, close to 80 percent, in one instance, 81 percent. Over the years in the off-year elections, we've generally run uh, somewhere close to 70 percent, and it's just getting better as, as time goes on. I'm going to uh, let Mary Beth explain that to you. Based on what's happened to date in terms of early voting, we will undoubtedly set a new record. That means getting to 70 percent of the registered voters uh, will have uh, uh, within reach. But I'd like to see us hit 75 percent. Uh, if every Madisonian participates, doesn't matter who you're voting for, but if every Madisonian who's eligible and registers would get out there, we can set, uh, by a large margin, a, a new voter turnout record for Madison, and it could be a national uh, standard that we set. I want to make the point that our democracy functions and thrives on the participation of those eligible voters showing up at every election. It doesn't matter whether it's a spring election, a fall election, or, or uh, one that's an off year in terms of presidential. So we've got a great group of poll watchers out there. We've got committed city staff at over a dozen locations ready uh, and able to take early ballots. And we hope to see everyone uh, in the next couple of days. So guiding all of this, our city clerk. So as of 1.30 this afternoon, we've issued 32,332 absentee ballots for this election. Of those ballots, 28,664 have already been returned to the clerk's office to be counted at the polls on election day. And included in those numbers are 22,387 ballots that were cast in person in the clerk's office, at a library, streets east, or on campus. Questions, yes. Can you just go over just to make sure I and we understand this sheet, kind of what I'm looking at at top what here each as category far as, is? yeah. Okay. Uh, so first of all, we had the month and year of the election, mm -hmm. and then the type of the election, what was at the top of the ballot. Mm -hmm. Turnout would be the number of people who cast ballots in the city of Madison. Total, That's right. Okay. Turnout percent is the percentage of pre-registered voters who cast ballots in that election. Pre-registered would be the number of people who are registered to vote 20 days before election day. 
EDRs stands for Election Day Registrations, how many people registered at the polls. Uh, wards is the number of wards that we had in the city at the time. Absentees, that column refers to how many absentee ballots we issued for that election. Returned would be how many we received back to send to the polls on Election Day. And IPAV stands for in-person absentee voting, uh, which previous to 2016 had just been at the clerk's office, but because of a federal court ruling in 2016, we were allowed to expand to other locations. So is... So I'm looking at that... Let me give you an easy way to read it, if, you, if you'd like. Start at the bottom, and let's just say you want to look at midterm elections when the governor's on the ballot. Mm -hmm. So the first one on here is November of 06. So reading up, go to November 06, and there you see a turnout of 105,513, and the percentage is 65. And you've got the other data going across, as Mary Beth indicated. And then what you can do is just add four years, go up to November 2010, get the same thing. And that way you can compare comparable elections uh, with one another. The other way of doing it, which is a little more difficult, but to eyeball it, is just scan the turnout. And if you kind of scan it, you'll find a couple of eight, an 80, an 81, a 78, uh, and those obviously are, are presidential years. Um, and, you know, you go look at, at November 16, we got a 79% and, and so on. So that, that makes it easier in, in regards to um, uh, determining, you know, what, how, how to read the chart since you're looking at, at different elections uh, in the chart. So it would appear that then with 22, over 22,000 in-person ballots cast already that, I mean, we're way ahead of what we were in 2014, 10, 06. Right. Um, do you have any sense of why that is? We don't ask people why they're voting when they request an absentee, so I would just be making a guess if I gave an answer. Um, you did say, though, and, uh, you know, I, that there is, there was a change that it used to be just at the city's clerk's office, and now it's expanded to libraries and other, other places, correct? Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes, that, that, that makes one of the variables that makes it a little off in terms of doing comparisons is over the last six, seven years, we've had changes in the law in a number of different areas, basically most of which were negative in designing to thwart the vote and stop people from voting. We had new ID laws. We had regulations determining that the clerk's office could be open fewer hours, things of that sort. Um, so those are some of the, the variables that might affect the, the, the turnout. But what we're striving to do, and that's why we're having this event, what we're striving to do is get as many people to vote. It doesn't matter who you're voting for. That's your personal decision. But our objective is the highest turnout possible. So how do you um, uh, deal with people's um, uh, concerns regarding privacy? We've, we received an email from someone who uh, voted early at the uh, Meadowood Library, and she said that the area was too small, there are no partitions, so she's concerned um, about 
there not being an appropriate amount of privacy. Every year we hear from people who want curtains. I remember curtains on the voting booths, and we no longer have any curtains. We used to actually have a sewing machine in the clerk's office, and we'd sew curtains. I don't even think we have that skill set in the clerk's office anymore. Uh, you can have us send you an absentee ballot at home, and then you can mark that ballot in the privacy of your home. Uh, but at the libraries, we are in the middle of the library, and sometimes the libraries get crowded. Uh, so if the library is really crowded, know that they do have long hours that you could come back later when maybe it's not so crowded. Also, we've got partitions here in the clerk's office, mm -hmm. and of course there'll be partitions at the regular uh, ballot uh, boxes uh, on election day. I was kind of curious when I went and they started voting on campus last week and it, CNN was on the monitor right by the, where you're voting. I could see somebody having a laptop there that says vote for whoever. Like how, how does that open access where kids are eating lunch square with like electioneering laws? Because you're not allowed to, if I'm sitting in line to vote, I can't have a sign or a political t-shirt, right? If you're wearing something political, as long as you're not flaunting it, as long as you're not pointing to it, so other people are seeing that you're pointing to the shirt, we just let you vote and then leave because if we confront you about it, we're drawing more attention to it than if you just had voted and left. But what if you're at but campus having lunch? Pointing at your shirt, unrelated to... You know, you're just there eating lunch, and you can do whatever you want because it's you're on campus. Like I just, oh, that seems like kind of a dicey situation, doesn't it? Yeah, and even at the polls on election day, we run into dicey situations where you have to talk to people about what they're trying to do. Somebody forgets and just walks in inadvertently with a campaign button mm -hmm. on their lapel. That that happens frequently. So uh, let let it, let's just just review here. Um, we're clearly on a way. We're clearly on our way to set a new record in regards to midterm elections. Uh, we should easily hit 70 percent. The bar for presidential elections is 80 percent. We'd really love to see 75 percent. Uh, and every Madisonian uh, who always wanted to be in a competitive sport, uh, this is your opportunity to, to help us uh, set a new record and, and really uh, establish Madison, which has always been a leader in recycling, participating in the census, and turning out to vote. So I'm going to now sign, sign my ballot. And I've got my witness. Uh, and like I said, every few seconds, uh, we're setting a new a new record here in terms of absentee ballots. Yeah, you had a question. Yeah, why do you, why do you think we're approaching a record, um, especially during an, an, uh, an off year? Well, certainly nationally. Nationally, there has been uh, much greater interest because of so many uh, hot-button issues that the, the voters are facing and that our elected political leaders are facing. But in Madison... I think what's happening is each year we're building a, a bigger voter base. Each year we're putting more and more effort into turnout in terms of getting accessibility to the ballot box. And one of the things that's, that's hardly recognized 
is all the poll workers, the training that goes in. Uh, I was just downstairs in the clerk's office. Uh, we had another uh, person who's a first-time poll worker who's getting ready for their training. And as we make it easier, more accessible, and people come to understand the importance of their patriotic duty, especially in light of uh, fanatics and uh, some really troubled people who are trying to take that Democratic vote away from us, this is a way of asserting yourself and saying, I won't be intimidated. You want to tell folks about the training and, and all those poll workers we've got? We have 2,700 people signed up to work at the polls on Election Day. We're going to staff the polls at presidential levels. So more than 1% of the city is going to be working at the polls on Election Day, which is a pretty significant commitment from the people who are living in Madison. And before every election, we require all of our poll workers to complete one hour of training so they all understand the rules that they need to enforce at the polls. Any other questions? Yes. I have one last question. Um, it looks like that at least in 2016, as Election Day drew closer, there's a lot more in-person voting. Is that generally the trend you see is, as Election Day nears, you get more people coming in to vote early? Every day this week we'll have more and more people voting absentee. Is there any specific demographic that you're seeing that's uh, heading out to the polls more often or more than others? No, and we don't track voters by demographic. So if we get an absentee request, we don't um, really know anything about their demographics. We have their date of birth you, and their voter record. I called you That's to tell it. you that um, Sequoia Library is open, and you can go down there and vote early now. Okay? Okay, great. Sequoia is the most popular absentee voting site. Clerk's office has moved down to number four. What make that one much more popular than the others? I don't know. I don't know if it's location or if it's just such a wonderful library, but they always now have the most absentee ballots issued of any location. Are the hours stated? The hours at the libraries are until half an hour before they each close for the day, which means the libraries are available for absentee voting well into the night and on the weekends. That was Sarah, by the way, calling, just double-checking, wanting to make sure that Sequoia was open. <laughs> that was not planned or anything. Who's Sarah? My wife. Any other questions? Great. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Take care.